This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources, some really incredible ways to connect with us, completely complimentary. If you have a quick question, you can set up a 15-minute phone call. If you have a more in-depth question, maybe you want a second set of eyes on your plan, you might be someone that's created your retirement plan yourself, or you might be saying, Tony, I don't have a plan. I need a retirement-ready roadmap. In any of those cases, we can help, and it's completely complimentary. You'll be able to access our calendar and set up a virtual or in-person directly if you visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. And for our friends in Wisconsin, we took a little bit of a hiatus, I guess, from the evening workshops for the holidays, but we're going to be back at it January 3rd and 4th. We're going to be out in Huberta, 6.30, one hour, talking about the economy, inflation, We know taxes are on the rise January 2026. These can be threats to your retirement, but there's some great ways you can protect yourself. So we're going to walk you through some actionable items. Those classes do fill up, so we do need you to register ahead of time. You can see those dates and times and register right at retirementreadyshow.com. And I am here with the one, the only, the handsome, the tall, the bearded, Bradley Allen. Crow- Hold on. Where, where's my button here? There Hold on go. a second. Bradley Allen. There it is. I, I had like to look it. for the button. I'm not good with the soundboard. <laughs> That's all right. How's it going? It's going good, buddy. A couple, yeah. of, a couple of days from Christmas here. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to everybody out there. Fun weekend. Uh, so are you one of those last minute guys uh, shopping last minute? No. Can't one day t- deliveries? Too stressful. Too stressful. <laughs> I, I was for years. Um, one year I did Black Friday like in person and I it was like traumatizing. I decided I'd never do it again. And then uh, many years I was that, uh, I felt like it was with all the guys in the mall on the 24th, yeah, you know, the cards are looking gone. for what's left. Right. <laughs> and, but I just, uh, I don't know if I got too busy or too organized or what, but I, I do everything online. I've been done for weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. It makes it so much easier now. It just shows up at your door. I don't. I'm not a big like shopping in the store guy. Not, no, not my cup of tea. Not like not like going there and walking around. I usually come out with way too much stuff. You know, is that the? Uh, I don't know if Amanda's tuned in, but yeah, is that just, the jewelry store? Well, she told you she listens to the first couple minutes. Oh of the yeah, radio we can't show. talk she about it till later. That's we, right. She, we talk about it. She did tell me she tunes in just for the first <laughs> couple of minutes. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, it does make it a lot easier. You know, I always get kind of anxious though around like did i forget somebody did i forget uh uh so i i keep some gift cards in my pocket i think uh just in case kind of smart stuff, man you know? smart man yeah but uh great to have you on here brad i know it's been a been a couple weeks since you've been on here so it's great to have you back and what do you know brad here we are again start of another new year and the opportunity to get ahead of your financial strategy for 2024 and there's a couple deadlines I wanted to talk about as we kick off the show, Brad, to remember throughout the year. And we want to hit the highlights. So you can really mark your calendars for key retirement dates to remember for for this coming year. Boy, it's hard to, can you believe 2023 is done, huh? Honestly, I feel like we were just sitting here and we were talking about the end of 2022. 
We were. Yeah. A year ago. Was quick. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Just feels like it went fast. I, I was talking last week with Randy about, uh, you know, my, as you know, my youngest is in eighth grade and beyond eighth grade, they're not automatically in the holiday concerts anymore at our school system. And, and I don't think she'll, she's going to choose to be in choir. So I think I went to my last holiday concert oh, for boy. the kids. Wow. Bit emotional. Yeah. Getting old. Yeah. Were you a choir guy? Uh, no, I played trumpet. You could, you could no, the, yeah, the may, I might have been good at it. I, I was in a band. I played trumpet. Okay. All right. Yeah, marching band, jazz band, all that good stuff. But nice. uh, but I, I think it's important, Brad, some of these deadlines that we think about. And, and the first one we want to think about is March 31st, and that's really the enrollment deadline for Medicare. Yeah, so Medicare Advantage open enrollment period is always January 1st through March 31st. And the Medicare Part A and Part B general enrollment period is is also January 1st through through March 31st. So you want to make sure, you know, whenever you talk about Medicare, you, you know, Tony, every every week we talk about our five different stops along the, the retirement ready roadmap. And and healthcare is a big stop there. Right. I mean, what you do with health care, you know, the premiums that you pay, what is your other income to kind of factor those premiums? You know, it makes a difference. So you want to work with somebody and, you know, you can go to different dinners, you can hear about Medicare. There's plenty of YouTube videos and those things, but a second set of eyes always helps to figure out what is the best uh, the the best Medicare to get for me and my family and 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 where I'm at in my life at this point. But you know, Medicare ties to other things as well. When you're thinking about open enrollment, maybe this is the first year you're looking at Medicare. But when you're thinking about Medicare, remember. They always look at your income from two years behind. So you have to kind of coincide that with any kind of tax strategies you're doing or what was your income at 63 now that you're 65. So there's a lot of different things to think about there. So when you're planning for retirement, make sure that's a stop you make. You want to make sure it's not just looking at the investments, the income planning, although those things are, are crucial, right? Really important. But healthcare is a big stop along the way as well. So just make sure whoever you're working with, if you come and meet with us, that you know, that is something where where we put a lot of emphasis on it. We have somebody who helps with healthcare, whether it's uh, you know before Medicare turns on uh, that kind of gap insurance from the time you retire till the time you turn sixty five, or after sixty five, figuring out you know the alphabet soup A B C D E F G, right? So you know, get some help figuring out what that would look like, and that should be a stop along the way that you make on that that roadmap. Yeah, it's really important to think about it, and I think when it comes to healthcare, there's so many concerns, right? I think the immediate concern is, you know, so many people are retiring prior to 65 nowadays. You know, how do I make it from that age to Medicare age at 65? Lots of different answers, right? Some of that might be buying, you know, buying insurance on the private market, right? Some of that might be looking into the the Affordable Care Act. And, and if we can keep your income low on paper, you can get subsidies there. It might be kind of looking at Cobra State continuance, or maybe you have a spouse that's still working. So a number of different answers to get there. But I think, Brad, it's why it's so important to really think about a holistic advisor, right? I think it in our industry, it's so common that you call up, maybe ask a healthcare question. They say, great question, call a health insurance agent, click. Yes, yeah, a t great tax question. I'm not an accountant. I call the accountant. Click. And we're certainly not accountants, but that's why here at our firm, we have a health insurance agent that can help you figure out how to get from early retirement to Medicare age. Once you hit 65, can help sort through, do I do Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplement, Parts A, B, C, D, all this alphabet soup? 
right? Then there's some later in life issues we want to think about, long-term care needs, things of that nature. So we have a health insurance agent. When it comes to the taxes, we have accounting team. We can do taxes for our clients. We have an elder law attorney right here at the office and that can help with, you know, wills, trusts, you know, powers of attorney, all that good stuff. And I think that holistic approach is really beneficial to folks. You know, the, the questions you ask in these categories should not just be when should I take it or what should I do here? It's how does it work with everything else that you have? I think one of the reasons that it's so important to us to have these different stops along the way, whether it's investments or income planning or, you know, family, leaving money behind, healthcare, taxes, what you do in one of those areas has an effect on the other areas as well, right? And, and, and you may not see it right away. You know, like a good example is social security. So many people come in or they call in and, and they have social security questions. You know, when should I take it? Uh, should I wait those things? But they're not asking, how does it work with everything else that I have? They don't know that, hey, if I take it too early and I don't draw from some of the, the large assets that I have that are tax deferred, well, I could be putting myself in a, a pretty high tax bracket later on down the road in retirement, right? So it's it's not necessarily the what and the when, it's how does it work with everything else that you have. And once you can put those things in the right order, you would not believe how much of a difference long-term that can make from a retirement standpoint, a longevity of the asset standpoint, or, or just in general, what's left over for your, your kids or your beneficiaries down the road. Really important to think about, and, and, and there's so many ways you, you talked earlier, Brad, about the five steps on the retirement ready roadmap. And I'm going to kind of, you know, steal your, your kind of one liner, if you will, but I, I love the way you say it because it really does get to the heart of the matter. And, and I've heard you ask people, well, do you have a portfolio or do you have a plan? And maybe that's a question. If you're tuned in, you can ask yourselves, right? Do I really have a comprehensive retirement plan or do I have a portfolio? And to your point, Brad, a comprehensive plan really needs to, yes, the portfolio, the investments are important because that's kind of the fuel engine that's driving everything else. But we also need an income plan. We also need a plan for family, for health care that we're talking about in a moment. We need a forward-thinking tax plan that's really going to address how do I reduce tax, taxes excuse me, over the 20, 30, 40 years in retirement. Those things are really essential that we have all five pieces and that they're really working together because if they're not, it really can hit the longevity of your portfolio and your plan. Yeah, so many people come in and they, they have these great portfolios and, and, and it's funny, right? I mean, you look at the averages of what people have saved for retirement around the country and, you know, a lot of folks that come into the office, they've been great planners. They have a lot more than the average, but they, they still have the question, do I have enough? Will I be okay? You know, I don't care if somebody has uh, millions of dollars saved for their retirement, they're still a little bit unsure if they saved enough for their retirement. And, you know, putting that that retirement plan together, whether it's, you know, looking at those different areas like healthcare, like income planning, like those different things. But putting that plan together, whether you have a boatload of money saved for retirement or you think you might not have enough, a second set of eyes will always help. And if there are some deficiencies there, that's where you can figure out, okay, what can I do from right now until the time I retire to kind of fix some of these issues going forward? Or right now, taxes are lower than what they're going to be in the future. So what should I do over the next couple of years before taxes go up? That's going to have a positive impact on my taxes later on down the road. So 
So, you know, we, we talk about this in the classes that we teach around the area. Check those out. If you're getting close to retirement, we go through a lot of these different things in the classes with these folks, but also on the show every week, we talk so much about taxes and putting this plan together. And if you need somebody to help you out with that, whether it's us or you have somebody, just make sure you're making all these stops along the way to cover all these different areas, because I promise you, you don't want to realize 10 years down the road that, man, I wish I would have done this differently with Social Security or, or put a name on it, whatever it is, right? But, you know, the, putting that plan together now can show you what I do today could have a positive and a big impact later on down the road. Great points, Brad. And if you're not available for one of our evening classes, we also have some great on-demand classes you can find right on our website, retirementreadyshow.com. We have one on more general retirement concerns and then one specifically on Social Security. So we'd love to have you tune in. But great topic this week, Brad. We're talking about some of the master plan for 2024. Key dates you want to mark your calendars about. And, you know, the next one I want to talk about is April 1st. Um, if you're taking your first required minimum distribution for the previous year. So it gets a little confusing because for some people, it's April 1st. For others, it's the end of the year. So we'll break that down for us, Brad. How's that work? Well, there's a lot of confusion about required minimum distributions as is, right? Not enough people plan for the RMDs later in life. One of the things I can tell you know most people that I meet is, the expectation is that, you know, once you get to 73, you may be in a pretty high tax bracket in, in, in comparison to where you were earlier in retirement. And more often than not, I'll find that a lot of people, because they were great savers, which is a great thing, but because they were great savers, they're in one of the highest, if not the highest tax bracket of their life in their 70s because of those required minimum distributions. So, what happens is at 73, the government starts making you take money out of any IRAs that you have, any 401ks, 403bs, 457, doesn't matter the type of plan, but it's any money that is tax deferred. If you haven't paid taxes on it yet, they're going to start making you take money out at 73, and it starts at around 4%, um, and every year it goes up a little bit after that, but just imagine, here's what happens. So you have to take that money out. Then you also, at that point, have Social Security turned on, right? Because 70 is the latest that you can wait to take Social Security. So maybe you even maximize that. You waited till 70. It's a much bigger number now. Now you have that coming in per month as well. A lot of folks that we meet, even though you don't see them as often anymore, but there are still pensions out there, right? And, and you have a pension coming in that counts as income, or a lot of our clients might have rental income, or maybe they're working part-time, you know? But all of that counts as income for the year. So what happens is because the RMD comes in, that counts as other income when you look at Social Security. And Social Security is taxable, but it's taxed more the other income that you have. So as your other income goes up, they start taxing more of your Social Security. And a lot of folks don't realize kind of that that snowball, right? The snowball at the top of the mountain starts really small. Early in retirement, you start in a very low tax bracket. But as time goes on and that snowball rolls down that mountain, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's kind of what happens as taxes uh, keep going throughout retirement, right? You, you're Essentially, hopefully, your account values are growing throughout your retirement. You might be taking money out, but hopefully you're making more than what you're taking out. So the the, the account values keep growing. 
going, but then taxes go up two years down the road after 2024, right? 2026, taxes are going to be a little bit higher. And then all of this income later in your 70s could mean you're in a, a higher tax bracket than where you were even when you were working sometimes, you know? So these RMDs are huge. Now, you, you want to remember, if you if you don't take out the RMD, there's a penalty, plus the amount you were supposed to take out in the first place. So you don't want to miss it. You want to make sure you're taking them out on a yearly basis. But the best advice I can give about required minimum distributions is plan for them way ahead of time, right? If you're just retiring now and you're 65, whatever age you are, start planning for what those RMDs might be in the future because now is the time to take advantage and lower those RMDs before they become a problem down the road. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Really, really important, Brad. And, and I think there's so many kind of ticking tax time bombs that we could talk about. We could fill several weeks worth of, of shows. But reality is for most of us, somebody in life, right? Grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, somebody said put everything you can into that retirement account. Because when you retire, you'll be in such a tiny tax bracket, you'll barely pay anything. And to your point, for so many people in their 70s, if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, taxable income, acquire minimum distributions, taxable income. For most of us, some portion of Social Security is included as taxable income. You know, with this tax code, Tax Cut and Jobs Act 2017, standard deduction doubled. So most of us can't even deduct, you know, charitable contributions because we don't do an itemized return anymore. You know, so a lot of people find themselves in a higher tax bracket in their 70s, sometimes even than when they were working. So kind of solving this required minimum distribution dilemma is really important. It, it can be a big monster because most of us have the majority of our wealth in pre-tax accounts in that 401k or IRA or a plan similar to it. And that's got a big old IOU stamp on it from the IRS. So when it comes to required minimum distributions, as far as the dates, just to put it in a nutshell, for every year except for the first year you turn 73, you have to get those done by December 31st. The very first year, the year you turn 73, they'll allow you to delay that till April 1st of the following year. But I don't like people doing that for the most part because then you have to take your second one out in that same taxable calendar year. That could potentially put you up into a higher tax bracket that we want to be careful of. And Brad, you were talking a little bit about solving some of this required minimum distribution stuff ahead of time. And if we're fortunate enough to meet you early in retirement before 73, much more effective. Doesn't mean we can't do anything after 73, but one of the biggest tax risks I want people to think about is if you're a couple in retirement, you're in a married filing jointly tax bracket. And let's just assume for simple numbers between the two of you, you have 80,000 of income. You're sitting squarely in a 12% bracket. Not bad, right? I, I would argue paying 12% on ordinary income is a pretty good spot to be. When the first one of you passes, not only are you losing one of the Social Securities, right? Because you get to keep the higher of the two. But now, and this is something a lot of people don't think about. Now you're pushed into the single filer bracket. That same 80000 puts you squarely in the 22% bracket. 
That's a major jump. And we've seen people that don't plan for this end up with less take-home pay and paying more taxes on it. And that can be really be a smack in the face. But again, it's something we can fix prior to the first person passing away. But we need to work on that ahead of time. Right. I, I mean, Tony, you saw the stat, but they say, you know, 80% of women die married, 80% of men die alone. And um, it's tough, right? It's a, the widow's tax. If one spouse passes away, now that remaining spouse is in a much higher tax bracket because of that. So the question is, what do you do, right? What do you do about it? And and that's where a lot of times you'll hear us talking about Roth conversions. You know, the idea of a Roth IRA is that there are no required minimum distributions on Roth money. You've already paid the taxes on it, right? So there, there's no RMDs. So what it does is it, it keeps your income lower. It keeps your Social Security taxes potentially lower as well because of the income being lower. So, you know, today when you're looking at where taxes are versus where they could go in the future is, as far as this tax code ending and taxes going up, you know, taxes are lower today, right? So how do you take advantage of it? If you're in that 22% tax bracket or the 12% bracket, how much room do you have left before you go into the next tax bracket up? You could look at that and say, okay, well, I have $100,000 uh, as far as income goes. The, the top of the bracket I'm in goes up to 190000 Well, I could do a $90,000 Roth conversion this year, get 90000 out of the IRA, but I'm still paying only 22% in taxes on it. I'm staying in the same tax bracket I'm in, but I'm, I'm effectively just maximizing that, that tax bracket, filling it up. You know, some of the other things you can do when you're talking about required minimum distributions, remember at 70 and a half, that used to be the magic age you, you would start taking RMDs, then they pushed it back to 72 and then eventually 73. But you could do what are called QCDs, Qualified Charitable Distributions. So if you give to your church or your charity on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis, you could have that money just come from your IRAs instead of your savings account, which you've already paid taxes on. But if you tell your, your IRA custodian you want this amount of money to go to your, your, your charity, it'll count as an RMD for the year for you, but it won't count as income. Right. It, it, it's effectively it's going right to the, the charity or church or whatever it is, but it's coming from a more favorable tax position. Right. So there's there's a lot of little things you can do. And that's why it just it makes sense maybe to sit down with somebody and take a look at, you know, here's my scenario. And then the advisor should be able to tell you what are the best options going forward to maximize what you're already doing, but get the most out of it. Be the most efficient with it. Make sure that you're, you're maximizing your retirement as a whole, looking at all these different areas. Really important to consider these different areas. And tax planning, tax strategies is oftentimes the biggest impact. It's not uncommon, Brad, for us to save a retired couple hundred thousand dollars in federal taxes over their 30-year retirement we'd love to look at your scenario and see if we can do that for you as well but great topic this week brad we're talking a little bit about marking your calendars for 2024 having a master financial plan going through some key dates we want everybody thinking about next big one we're all subject to this april 15th tax day everybody's favorite right I've been trying to teach my kids, Tony, about taxes. So every time we go to a restaurant, uh, you know, like they'll get a dessert, like a cookie or something, and I take the first bite, and I just tell them that's the dad tax. You know, they got to get used to the, the taxes going forward. But, yeah, just make sure, I mean, April 15th, make sure you have all your stuff ready to go. Make sure you have your, your taxes done then. October 15th is the tax day extension deadline. So if you file for an extension for your federal income taxes, you can e-file your 2023 tax returns by October 15th to avoid the, the late filing penalties. But 
you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier in the show, we were talking about tax strategies and, and things like Roth conversions. And uh, for anybody out there, and, and this is often a mistake people make, is is they think they have until April to do the Roth conversion. So again, a Roth conversion is taking money from your IRA, from a from a, an, an existing IRA you currently have. You're paying the taxes now on that money, but then you're converting it over to a Roth IRA that's now tax-free. So when you do that, though, you have to have any Roth conversions done by December 31st each year. So you want to try to plan that ahead of time. You don't want to wait too long. Uh, a lot of custodians uh, will tell you that you only have until December 1st or December 15th because they need time to process those conversions before the end of the year. So more than likely, you know, 2023 is is kind of out at this point from that standpoint, but when you're looking at 2024 and when do I do Roth conversion? Should I do it at the beginning of the year? Should I wait till the middle? Should I do it at the end? Or, or should I do a couple of them throughout the year? That answer is going to be a little bit different for everybody. You know, there's some, some you know, uh, things you can look at as far as timing the conversion. Technically speaking, if the market goes down, that might be a great time to do a conversion because you're buying more shares for, for, for less money at that point. But again, I would sit down with a financial advisor, somebody who's comfortable when it comes to not only financial planning, but also adding the tax ask aspect of it and, and just taking a look at what makes the most sense uh, going forward. So just remember April 15th and then October 15th for that extension. October 15th, the extension. And Brad, there's some ways I think it's important to think about because we're going to roll into the tax season here pretty quick after the new year. And just briefly on a charitable strategy standpoint, I think there's so many retirees that fall into the camp where, hey, I used to, maybe I'm putting 10 or 20 bucks in a basket at church each week or, or giving it to some charity that, that means a lot to me. And, you know, I used to itemize before this most recent tax change, and I was able to get a deduction for that. But now, 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act, yes, the tax rates went down, standard deduction doubled. So a lot of people found themselves in a position where they were no longer itemizing, so they think they've lost the ability to get some tax benefits for continuing, you know, hopefully people are continuing out of the kindness of their hearts. These charities, you know, certainly need it. But, you know, it would be nice to get that, that tax benefit back. Well, and we've seen it in the, the numbers over the years since taxes changed and the standard deduction, you know, uh, doubled. Not as, like you said, not as many people are itemizing anymore. So you've seen those those numbers go down as far as charitable giving and those kind of things. But just remember, so 70 and a half, that's the magic age when you can start doing QCDs or qualified charitable distributions. So uh, right now, 73 is the magic age for required minimum distributions, but they left 70 and a half as the age to do qualified charitable distributions. So all that means is that if you give to church every Sunday or you give to a charity throughout the year, usually when you're doing that, you're taking it from savings, right? Which is money you pay taxes on already and you're giving it on the out of the kindness of your heart, right? But could you be taking it from a better place? Could you take it from a, a tax deferred place, an IRA? So a QCD is taking money out of your IRA. And as long as it doesn't come to you first, as long as it goes straight to the church or charity or whatever it might be, it will count as an RMD for the year if you're above 73, 
but it's going straight from your IRA. So there are no taxes due on that money. So it's a good way to maybe, you know, before 73, before you have to start taking that money out, it's a good way to reduce what's in the account, right? You're taking the money, you're giving it to charity. So there's less in the IRA, which means your RMDs are going to be lower uh, later on down the road. But it's just a great way to to give to the same places you're giving, do the same things you're doing, but just not pay taxes on that money. So there's other ways, Tony, uh, that you could do bigger charitable uh, charitable giving plans as well. Yeah, there's some great you know potential opportunities, and, and there's too many to go into in a show today. One's a donor advised fund. Think of it as I can clump five or ten years worth of donations into one year. Still kind of distribute that money when I want to, but I can potentially get a deduction all in that one year. There are some limitations to that. You want to set that up correctly. And then there's a variety of different types of charitable trust that you can create. In particular, if you're selling a large asset with a lot of capital gains, that can be a great way to minimize or eliminate the tax burden. A lot of people, Brad, over the years maybe have a rental property they'd love to sell, but I don't know. You know, I don't want to pay the taxes or maybe it's a stock or a business and certainly appreciate that. But there are often ways to deal with that. Now, the other one we want to think about, Brad, is towards the end of 2024, October 15th through December 7th. And that's the Medicare annual election period. Yeah. So another one for Medicare, right? All this healthcare stuff, you got to remember all these different things. So you just want to make sure that, again, we talked about in the first segment, but if you're driving, maybe you missed it. But Medicare is one of those areas. Healthcare in general is one of those areas that not enough people pay attention to when they're building their retirement plan. So Add that to the mix. Add that. Make sure you know what you're doing for healthcare. What uh, what you're doing for Medicare. Here at Drake and Associates, we have somebody that our clients work with that that helps figure out those different things. But not only how you know figuring out the when and the the what to do. How does it work with everything else that you have, right? Because of the premiums, because of the income that they look at for those premiums, the Magi, the Irma, all these different things that that you have to be kind of cautious about when you're doing those things. So, yeah, it's a, it's a part of the plan again uh, but it's it's just as important as when to take social security what the tax plan looks like where the investments all of that works together as a whole the other big one and we're zooming in on it uh, right now for 2023 but is december 30 excuse me yeah december 31st end of 2024 we'll be saying happy new year again but there's also some important deadlines at the end of each calendar year yes sir so the rmds uh, must be taken by december 31st roth conversions must be completed by december 31st remember that so many people think it's april but it is december 31st you have to have those uh, Roth conversions and and then any charitable contributions need to be made by December 31st for tax reporting purposes. So yeah, cruising in on the end of the year, make sure you get those kind of things in, make sure you have all that kind of planned out going into next year as well. It's a great time to start planning for what can I do, especially at the beginning of the year, that's going to make a big impact uh, towards the end of it. And just having a few minutes left, Brad, I did want to talk about Roth conversions. You brought that up, deadlines December 31st or right here at, um, you know, Christmas time, essentially, and, you know, kind of too late for this year. But but I think a really important question to ask yourself is, is if you're working with an advisor or, and he or she has not reached out to talk to you about Roth conversions and ways to reduce your taxes in the years to come, to me, that's a problem. And you brought it up earlier. We're not going to be a fit for everybody. We certainly understand that, and we don't aim to be a fit for everybody. But whether it's us or not, 
if you're not hearing from your advisor, especially in the fourth quarter about potentially doing Roth conversions and other tax reduction strategies, I would argue you probably don't have a holistic advisor and you need to get that addressed. This can be one of the most impactful ways to stretch the longevity of your dollars. And and look, I mean, we always talk about there's mandatory and optional taxes. Why pay taxes? You don't have to. Yeah, you know, when I'm putting a, a plan together for somebody I just, you know, recently met, I always think about how much of a difference could we have made had we met them in 2017? Uh, when taxes first went down, which means we would have had a number of years before now to do more Roth conversions. And it's it just unfortunate They either maybe, you know, maybe it's not the advisors, fault. maybe they just had a 401k and they didn't have any advice or they, they you know, they've just been doing something different up until this point. But it's huge right now how much of an opportunity there is to do these tax strategies at a much lower rate than than what it could be in the future and it's a big it's a it's a big could be right i mean we don't know how much taxes are going to go up uh, we have an idea of what's on paper right now it's just scheduled to go back to the way it was before 2017 but we also have a lot of debt in the country, right? Our debt to GDP ratio is 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 a little out of hand at this point, right? So could taxes go a little bit higher? We don't know. So you try to do what you can in the moment. You try to do as much as you can while we have these tax, these these lower taxes right now, because it will make a big difference. And I always talk to people about the seasons, right? You have the season where you're uh, jointly here. If you're married, you have the season where one spouse is left over. And then you have the season that that money goes to your family, your kids, whoever your beneficiaries are. I can show you that Roth conversions will make sense for all three of those seasons. No matter how you look at it, 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 it really impacts it in a positive positive way. Great advice, Brad. And, you know, nearly 70% of Americans are missing a written financial plan. And people without a plan tend to feel less confident about their future. And if you're worried you haven't saved enough or you won't even be able to retire, maybe you don't even have a written plan, we can help you create a retirement-ready roadmap. We don't want you to be worried um, if your money's going to last or if you can even afford to retire. We have a process that we've tested over the years for helping you create an income strategy. And that starts with reaching out to us, coming in for a complimentary appointment so we can begin that analysis. We appreciate you tuning in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, Sign up for educational no-obligation workshops or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in.